Getting those two switches was one of the best days of my life. And welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about video games and anniversaries. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And it's our 50th episode. Yeah, it is. We <laughs> and we've count- gotten very good at intros. We've gotten really good at counting, too. We're getting better every day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is our 50th episode. We were going to do something special, but we're actually not. Yeah, but thanks for listening if you've listened to 50 episodes and especially if you like are still listening after having started with us if you have stuck with us you are a true hero yeah hell if you stuck with us drop us an email maybe we can send you a shirt we would love it if you have been listening the whole time we will send you a shirt yeah what you think we're kidding we're not kidding we're definitely we're, we're not definitely kidding. not kidding i know it sounds weird to send us your address uh but if you could just include your social security number that would make it less weird. Trust us. But we're actually serious about the shirts. We are serious about the shirts. Please yeah. uh, write us, won't you? Um, yeah, so 50 episodes in, I played almost no video games last week. I just played a bunch of Apex. I played two video games. Heck yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about them? Um, I think I do. I just got to remember how to pronounce one of them. That's a weird thing to have an issue with, but I can't I wait to hear what it is. Well, did you do anything fun in Apex? Oh man, I won a round that where I actually played competently, and that was a really great feeling. That game, I was saying this to you uh, a little bit ago, but that that thing is a story machine. You know, I I remember listening to Idle Thumbs. R.I.P. Is it dead? They um stopped recording when they like that podcast and their other podcast, um, Important If True, both stopped recording when they went over to uh steamland really yeah to the world of valve oh that's funny it's really disappointing because that was actually my favorite like my favorite podcast possibly of all time right after this american life maybe is is uh idle thumbs i listened to it back in the day when they were really talking a lot about far cry 2 yes and the thing they always said about far cry 2 is that it gave you great stories and i bought far cry 2 on their recommendation and i never felt like that was the case when i played far cry 2 I feel like that when I play Apex. Yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. every game gives me a good story to tell that feels like an actual narrative because it has the unpredictability of real people either being smart or being idiots and me doing the same. And I love it. I agree. I mean, I think that that it doesn't abide by the the philosophy of Idle Thumbs was always that what was so good about Far Cry 2 was that they they summed it up in the phrase the grenade rolls down the hill. I recall because the idea being that you throw a grenade at an enemy, but because of the simulation that is running, the grenade might not necessarily just stick to those enemies. It might roll down the hill and blow you up. Yeah, which is that is the narrative. The narrative is the grenade rolls down the hill. Right. This is the path that we were set on by Halo. Yes. Yeah, you have two kinds of grenades. One of them sticks, one of them doesn't. When you're out of the sticky grenades, you might have to throw the grenade that rolls down the hill. Yeah, it's a little dicey. Um, yeah, I miss Idle Thumbs a lot. I, I miss Chris Remo. Is this just like the podcast where we talk about the other podcasts that we miss? Uh, yeah, though I, I, 
I don't know. I miss Ryan Davis from Giant Bomb. I oh yeah, R.I.P. Dude, dude's dead. Actual R.I.P. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I miss old Tim Rogers. I miss old Tim Rogers too, but and I, I like I like new, new Tim, Tim Rogers, Rogers in a <laughs> different way. Yeah, but I think I would I'd say, be friends with either of them, but not the same kind of friends. I feel like old Tim Rogers was aspirational in the sense that he was the coolest kid. Yeah. And now he's a person that I could actually hang out with. He definitely thought he was the coolest kid. Can you, and for, he was for, our readers, right. can, for our readers' sake, can you elaborate on who Tim Rogers is? Tim Rogers uh, is a video game journalist, uh, investigative reporter. No, <laughs> he uh, is a guy who wrote reviews about video games on a website of his own founding. Now defunct, RIP. Yes. When you go to the website now, it says, relax, it'll come back. Yeah. I don't know that it ever will, but the Wayback Machine is there for you at actionbutton.net. And that website, um, in the same way that early Pitchfork had a very profound effect on me, actionbutton.net did. And God, I loved that website and I loved the reviews and it led me to God Hand. So it's basically the best website that ever existed. His writing, while notoriously long-winded, often gets to these individual lines that are just the perfect encapsulations of games. Like he'll just, he'll come up with the finest analogies. If you are interested in Tim Rogers and you are only familiar with him from his recent work on Kotaku, which is all very good, but yeah. very different from his old work. There is an article that he published for Kotaku in like 2010 or 11 called in praise of sticky friction. And that is the thing to read. And it is very long and it will tell you why some games feel good and some games feel bad. I think it might be that article where he references Steve Albini's drum production on things like Surfer Rosa, which is the best drum production and forever endeared him to me. Uh, he is just a person who thinks about media in a very, uh, what's it, what's it called? Like cross-functional, what's it? Intersectional way hmm. that I feel like kind of, cracked open the ways that i was feeling about video games um and now he does that still but he does everything with a very open mind now whereas previously he wasn't closed-minded but he was ready to like take something down and i think that there's some value in being the sort of person who can just eviscerate something on its merits <laughs> uh but i understand why you can't live that way forever because life is too short Agreed. And that's why I'm kind of cool with new Tim Rogers, who seems to take joy in the world yes. in a way that the prior Tim Rogers did not. Yeah. Tim Rogers used to ask why video games couldn't be better. And now he seems to be happy that they exist at all, which I get. Yeah. I want to be that person. Yeah. We're working towards it. Yeah. Um, in and the we'll same have... way we're trying to learn to count. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I can tell you now what I played on the Switch. You played on the Switch? Yes. The first game that I played on the Switch is called The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. I've heard of this game. Speaking of Tim Rogers, Tim Rogers praised the game, and that's the reason I got it. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game in which you play a, a high schooler who is part of a gang who a, goes around... A gang like the Sharks or the Jets? Yes. Oh, that that's pretty gang. cool. And you go around this little town in Japan, and you either beat people up or don't do you do you have any other options for interaction you can study 
Um, you can talk to people. So there's a little bit of like light persona e feeling stuff that you can do. Is it like a dating sim? Nope, there's no dating. Um, there's something of a narrative, but you have to keep going to the right places at the right time in order for that to happen. And because, very persona. And but it doesn't ever tell you where those places are. Okay. Which is the anti persona. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it, the clock is always running, and you ha- and it won't tell you where you need to be at any given time. It's possible that the context clues are there, and they're just super subtle, and I missed them. Right. But I had no idea how to advance the story, and I played for about three hours in this game. But it is also a game that has a button that allows you to smoke a cigarette. That is my favorite part of Vanquish as well. Yeah, it does. It does. It takes the Vanquish trick, but like you can. Vanquish is also a very good video game. Vanquish is an excellent video game. Um, we have a few Vanquish fans out there, I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. Uh, anyway, check out Vanquish on PC or Xbox 360 or PS3. Wherever you can get it, that's a good video game. Yeah, in fact, I have a 360 copy, and if you want to borrow it, write write us, won't you? Write him. I'll mail it to you with a t-shirt. Wrapped in a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, I'm not crazy about this game. I actually don't have a whole lot to say on it. It, like lets you like lean on it like you have a you live in an apartment by yourself okay uh you don't seem to have any parents or family you just have your gang and you can like exit out into the balcony this concrete balcony of your concrete apartment building and just like lean there and look down over it and like smoke a cigarette that sounds and you can pretty do that cool. for hours so it's very fun if you just kind of want to watch the sunrise and watch the color gradations change like um I did a bunch of studying in in the room, like the the rented room that your character lives in, Ringo, and just watching the sun, the changes in in light lighting. It's all. It's, I should clarify. This is. It looks like River City Ransom. Okay. So it's like an old like old throwback like two D pixelated game. Uh huh. But watching the cro- the color gradations change as the time of day changes is is really beautiful it so sounds it's very, very super nintendo it's very super nintendo and very meditative in its own way you can go to class if you want and in class you can either take notes or you can stare out the window or you can like kind of like stare up at the ceiling you're kind of selling me on this game but i don't know that i want to play the it. thing is first of all i don't think the fighting feels very good oh you but like you when you fight you actually press buttons you actually and press fight. buttons and fight and i don't think that it feels very good that's a personally. problem you can check it out later and you can let me know but I don't think it feels very good, um, and I do not know how to advance things other than this just being a simulation where I read a lot and or beat people up. Do you feel like you're living it too much like your real life, where those are the only things you do? I'm starting to confuse it with my real life. <laughs> um, but Ghost to balcony, light cigarette. <laughs> Similar to Red Dead, uh, there is a certain amount of satisfaction in just watching time pass. And sort of observing the the beauty of of this weird two D sprite based space. That was the good part about Red Dead, in my opinion, was yeah. that there was a very realistic world and it felt realistically affected by times of day. And I can see where anything that kind of leans into that could be pretty neat. Though I don't know if that's a game, neat but it is kind a good of word is a game. Like neat, neat is a good word. Yeah, um, there's a game there somewhere. It just doesn't hold your hand. I know that there's a bunch of walkthroughs to tell you where to go. I see. I'm just not interested in. Is it something that has up. multiple endings, or is there a time limit? On... I have no idea. Okay, you could just theoretically go forever. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's completely inexplicable. I'm just was trying to max out my literature class rank. So, are you being serious? Yes. So it has 
stats. It has stats, like how good you are at different classes, and then stats for fighting. When you said classes, I thought you meant that class might be fighting, oh, but no. you, you meant school. I meant school. I literally <laughs> meant classes, high school classes. Okay. Yeah. I already no matter how good I get, my grades don't seem to improve, so Ooh. I don't know. You can view your report card at any time. <laughs> it is a very strange game. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know whether it was created by um, someone in Japan or elsewhere. I'd be curious to know that. The dialogue generally, if it has been localized by somebody, the dialogue is, is very engaging and good. But the premise is that you are in Japan? Yes, the premise is definitely that you are in Japan. I see. It looks distinctly like Japan, and everybody has Japanese names. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's one game I've been playing. Interesting. Well, you played it for a bit. Yeah, I played it for three hours. That's one life you've been living, it sounds that's, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my second life. Um, my third life is, is much... Is second life. Is, is, is second life still around? I'm going to say yes, because I can't imagine that they would ever be able to shut it down with how much people are invested in that. Are people still invested in you it? You know what I was thinking about the other day? PlayStation Home... Oh, that was fantastic. Did you like it? Oh, no, no. I mean, I didn't actually like it, but it was fa fascinating. So It was just absolutely fascinating. I had always heard on another podcast, the Giant Bombcast, yeah. that uh, it was wildly financially successful for Sony because people would buy all these cosmetic things for their people. For, yeah, and for their apartments. And so I always assumed that there was going to be Home 2 or Home would come over to the PS4 or whatever. And the fact that it hasn't is very strange to me. Well, the PS4 now lets you look into actual people's homes. Good point. Yeah. And puts robots in them. It's, I don't know how many other people are aware of the, of I mean, the PS camera that people have set up and that they just stream their homes. If you like, have 24 not just watched streams of people hanging out on the PlayStation, what is it? PlayStation Now? No, it's not PlayStation Now, because that's the streaming service. It's something. This is something else. It's, like, hidden now. It's hard to find. Yeah, it's under one of the menus. Within, within like, a week of the PS4 launching, there were multiple, like, people like were doing lawsuits. It. Because people, people were, people were fucking it on screen. doing it on that camera yeah. with the robots. It can project robots, like, AR robots, into your home. And so people were doing it while the robots gazed on... <laughs> tried to dance around them and if that's not the future i don't know what is good point matt so what else have you been playing uh final fantasy 9 oh yeah hell yeah yeah i got this hankering the other day Ooh. to play it and it's on the switch you didn't want to borrow my ps1 copy i did that last i have a ps1 copy oh you have good a ps1 yeah we've gotten into this argument before i did not steal your copy of this game I'm still not sure. <laughs> um, I actually have it. I have a PS1 copy, uh, so I could have pirated it if I wanted to. Legally. Legally. <laughs> but I thought, like, I got this desire to play an old Final Fantasy because it, it, the straightforwardness of the the kind of, like, moral center of, of, the, of the narrative, it's good versus evil. Was this post- being a high schooler who beats the shit yes. out of people? Yes. And you're like, Which I was just like need a little too existentially exhausting. Yeah. And um, I wanted something narrative and I wanted something that I could kind of chill with before like sleep every night. Uh -huh. But I was not into Dragon Quest Eleven. I keep thinking I need to go back to that. Yeah, I I just that game did not do it for me. Um, the narrative just wasn't the characters weren't that interesting. And the, then the problem I thought, with that game is it has no VV. 
It has no VV. It has no Steiner. You know who's the oh, secret? The secret like Steiner's dope. The secret like yeah. The secret weapon of <laughs> of this game is Steiner. I love Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy Nine is fantastic. If you haven't played Final Fantasy Nine, it's twenty bucks on the Switch. It's a good deal. It's they so they upres all of the um, character models. They didn't redo it though, did they? No, they just oh, upres the character models. So the character models look like pretty sharp but the backgrounds haven't been changed at all but the benefit of watching of looking at the backgrounds especially when you're on a big tv and they haven't been changed at all is that they start to look kind of like watercolors oh because they're not sharp the way you remember them my favorite thing visually in final fantasy 9 is when you pause and it goes like to that sepia, sepia filter yeah it still oh has it's that. so good it, still it looks that. beautiful and they didn't upres the pa- like the the um the word pause on Fantastic. it Fantastic. So, but all the backgrounds start to take on this watercolor kind of look because you remember it in your head looking like the Resident Evil One remake. I remember it looking but very it, realistic. It doesn't at all. It's actually like the pre-rendered backgrounds are kind of really washed out. Cool. And but like in a way that benefits it on an HD screen. Interesting. So it's sort of more beautiful than i remembered it in a sense and you're having it has fun. that it has that um what was the zelda wii u wii u title or wii oh, title skyward sorry sword. skyward sword it has that skyward yes. sword quality that game was pretty yeah and this looks good i'm shocked at how good it looks um big fan big fan of it it's I'm, a great game i played it i played it a lot today yeah uh i played it for the past few days i'm i'm like i'm like eight hours in i'm having a blast uh i was worried that i would start it and then there's a leaf blower or something. There is a leaf blower. Somebody's Ex- revving a go-kart behind so, us. Please excuse the leaf blower. Um, I was worried that I was going to bounce off of it real fast, and it was just going to feel like old and... Right. I, like, I've i considered going back to it, and that is exactly my fear. I highly recommend going back to it as something to just... Because I was just playing it like a little bit before bed every night, and then today... Um, you kind of hit a critical it, mass in that game. Yeah. I was, I was just like... Let's do it. I just have, I just wanted to be in the world. Yeah, I think about the world. It's such a it's such a charming world. Like, um, that is the last great Final Fantasy, and I think ten is a cool game. Oh, I think twelve is amazing. People like twelve. I I, I played a very little bit of twelve. And twelve has an incredible it. localization. I should check it out. Twelve has like like legitimately amazing writing. Uh, the character writing is just fantastic. But it for looks a like modern Final Fantasy. I think it. I think that because it's a lot more earth tones because of the director. I can't remember the director's name, but he's the same director as Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, it's very earth toned, and so it. I don't know. My after I complete this, my plan is to go and play the remaster of Twelve, which just dropped on the Switch on Tuesday. Oh wow, that's, uh, that's a lot of Final Fantasy. I'm just I. I'm sick of like modern games that aren't Apex. I get you. You know, like what is the cure for the weird kind of like patriotic nihilism of like uh tom clancy's tom what tom clancy's tom clancy division the division yeah the division two yeah like what is the the antidote for that like it's got to be final fantasy 9 yeah that game is cool so what what is the most surprising thing outside of the visuals about final fantasy 9 for you right now oh how how good the characters are Mm. uh I had no recollection that Steiner was as charming as Steiner is. Yeah. Steiner is the knight who's like sworn to protect the princess and like seems to rub up against everybody else, except for he has like this love for Vivi. 
which is really Vivi charming. Vivi is like my favorite character. Yeah, Vivi I, is a nine-year-old black mage who is going through some like PTSD. And he's such a good character. He's such a great character. He's he's incredibly sweet and incredibly warm and, and like, also like a powerhouse. And when you meet him, like there's so much communicated just by like the way he is introduced and like his presence and stuff. It's great. He has this animation where he kind of pulls his hat down yes. on his head and just like shakes his head a bit. Vivi is just it's the the little animations are so good in this. It is such a step up from either seven or eight. You can really see the advancements like over the course of the life of the PlayStation. And applied to such a good art style yes. that doesn't it feels like the art style that most understands what the PlayStation can do. Yes. Yeah. There's a moment when you're just like walking along early in the game and you talk to this hippo man and you just realize <laughs> like the the art designers just like did not give a fuck. They just like <laughs> they just were like, yep, there'll be hippo people, there'll be rat people, dog people, people people, people with tails. This dude's got a tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like like Steiner, let's give him some eye makeup. I don't yes, know. Steiner don't know has inexplicable eye makeup. Yeah. It is charming, is so charming. It's so charming. And it the the like the dialogue, you know, I remember it being pretty good. It's it's all right. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not like amazing, but it's not bad. But the character, the characters themselves, the writing of the characters themselves is just so strong. Yeah. And I remember personally, and I'm, I'm just railroading you right now, but I was like, tell me please about do. it so I can tell you about it. No, please but do. I just remember thinking that like, you know, the pre-rendered things are why people are like, oh, Final Fantasy is so amazing. Pre-rendered. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The PlayStation. The pre-rendered stuff in it, is not the attraction for me. It's like all the other art that holds up least is the pre-rendered yeah, even, cinemas. Because I didn't the play backgrounds this game are gorgeous until cinemas, probably yeah. 2010. Yeah, I got a copy of it used just like accidentally, uh, and just started playing it. You on meant the to buy Final Fantasy VIII, and they gave you nine. No, I I think it was like I bought the PlayStation at a you know what I mean. It was yeah. just like there uh, okay. or something. No, I don't know, but. I, I got I got this copy of it kind of by accident and just played it while I was I was a traveling college admissions person so I was going to all these high schools and doing presentations then at night I was in all these hotels and I just played Final Fantasy Nine and it was just the most comforting before bed like I'm not gonna watch TV I'm just gonna play a few hours of this game yeah by myself and like these people are my friends now just listening to you talk about this makes me feel cozy yeah it's great i feel warmer it's a cozy game it's so good man yeah. but i do remember just like all the pre-render stuff just being like this is not what i want because yeah. the writing is so good the character art is so good as a sprite level that like i don't need this like this yeah. is not the attraction it's this is a stunning game um Everything, the world feels so lived in, in mm -hmm. such a satisfying way. It reminds you of like, compared to 13, which just feels clinically clean. Or it's just 15. Or 15. I was did thinking of 13, though, specifically as the one that play feels 13? like Nomura. Yeah. Oh, I played them all. I can't believe you played 13. Yeah, I played 13 all the way through. Oh. I, I mean, clearly. People I like that a, game. Uh, it's all right. People like, I guess people like the back half of that game. Whenever people talk about that yeah. game, it's like when I talk about Twilight Princess, where I'm like, once you get to the back third, it's like the best Zelda game. <laughs> it's a movie for the first for the first portion of it. I uh, my issue with that game is that like there's only like two characters that are any good, and the rest of them are really irritating stereotypes. That's not great. Yeah, nine is um, nine is just spectacular. Good game. Yeah, 
and 12 is also very good. You should play 12. Yeah, I I was told that and I kind of started it and just bounced off. It was right after I'd finished 9 though. And I I yeah. honestly I don't know if I have it in me to back the back like play Final Fantasies back to back. Oh, totally. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what will happen when I start at 12. <laughs> I'm really I just I'm just having a blast with 9. Uh the only complaint I have about it is that I think that the main villain is a little lame. Yeah. Kuja. Yeah. He's not he's like no Sephiroth. Which no. was always the best part of 7 was that Sephiroth was such an excellent villain. Yes, and it's the only part I would say of that game that is good. You don't like the Chuckle Write us, won't you? <laughs> Someone doesn't like Final Fantasy VII. Depending on what you write, you might get a shirt. Seven, <laughs> seven is like fifth on my list. I have not played enough of them to construct that type of a list, but I have played seven, and I did not like it as much as other people, and then I played eight, and I think I liked it more, but I don't know if that was just because I liked the dude what had a cowboy hat and a gun. Love that guy. I don't even remember his name. Irvine. Irvine. <laughs> Named after a city in California. That dude was cool, man. Um, Irvine was real cool. I love 8. 8, if we're counting, if we're not counting tactics, which is my actual favorite Final right. Fantasy, then I would say 8 is my favorite. Over 9? Oh, yeah. I I don't know about that. Well, I'm using nostalgia as a um as I, an argument. Apparently they lost the code for 8 and that's why they can't remaster it. That's amazing. Yeah. So wait, they can't even put it out again? No, I it's on PC, but that's it. That's really bad. That's 7 bad. and everything else is like all over all of the modern consoles, but like 8 is nowhere to be seen. Do you think that's just cuz 8's not as good? People really hate 8 because they hate the junction system. But oh, I didn't. I didn't. Think I kind of like the at the time. System. I don't yeah. think I didn't think that was crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. Final Fantasy. It's good. Yeah, I. I have no idea what they're going to do for sixteen, but I'm curious. <sighs> I think that is like the million dollar question. I want them to bring back the dude who they've had to kick off two games now. Uh, the guy who did Final Fantasy Tactics and started as the director of Final Fantasy Twelve, and then got kicked off Final Fantasy Twelve, mm. and then did Final I don't Fantasy know that fourteen, and then chance. was kicked off Final Fantasy fourteen. I but, want them to return to the art style of something like a nine or you know a four. Or oh, something. I wish that they would do pre-rendered backgrounds again. I think that that would be really cool. I don't know, like, because they did that with Octopath Traveler, right? Like, isn't that kind of... No. Isn't Octopath Traveler like that, though? It's not pre-rendered. They're just sprites on a uh, 3D plane. Mm. I... Octopath Traveler is like Xenio Gears. Oh. In in its okay. art style. Octopath Traveler looked real good, though. It did look cool. Yeah. I... <sighs> I want them to do, like, polygonal, but, like, kind of, like, nine character design polygonal character models on pre-rendered backgrounds it is funny though because like when i was a kid i would play like i played like link to the past and i played ocarina of time and i remember thinking like just having like the idlest dream right as i was like going to sleep and i'd be like i just want a zelda game where it's so real that i'm on top of a hill and i run on top of a hill and the grass like gets matted down as i run and like that'll be the future man when they can do that video games will have peaked and they literally made that two years ago, right? Like, like yeah. my dream of the ideal Zelda game, which was just like, I can go anywhere and the grass mats down. <laughs> they still have not made the ideal Final Fantasy game. This is it. When I was younger, I would play Final Fantasy and I would be like, 
that was a Final Fantasy game, and I have no idea what I want from a like I I can't conceive of a future Final Fantasy game still, and so. I think that's part of the fun of Final Fantasy, though, is that after each iteration, there's always the question of what will the next one be. Right. And unfortunately, they just have fumbled since 12. They just can't do it. I mean, I haven't played the multiplayer one. 14 is... People is like it. Multiplayer. People liked it after they did a Realm Reborn, but like MMORPGs are just not my thing. Right. I mean, I've been tempted a few times, but... But so that's that's kind of what I wonder about is like, do they know? Like I, because when I play Breath of the Wild, right, I think like, oh, the people making this had the same dream as they were going to sleep. Based on like the clusterfuck that Square Enix is, I don't think that they do know because Final Fantasy fifteen was a mess. They just canceled half of the DLC that was planned for it. Well, and it was huge and it was insane, and they had clearly worked a lot on parts that didn't matter at all. They're like, you're playing pinball now. Let's go fishing. Right, like. Well, fish. Hey, I love a good fishing mini game. I like it in Link's Awakening. I like it in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm fine with that. Right, I'm fine with all that stuff existing, but only if it feels like you spent, you had extra time because you were just like, we got to make this the best it can be. We have all this extra time now. Let's make that instead of it being like, I made all of that. We need a game so I can put this pinball machine in the corner of a house somewhere. <laughs> like that that's kind of having not played final fantasy 15 that is the vibe i got off of that that's pretty much and the, the menus i just remember you showing me those menus the menus are insane it was crazy unintuitive messes and just menus in nine nice and clean oh great simple so good and the sounds are great in the menus yeah. it feels right but yeah i just remember seeing 15 and it's like if there was an award for most menus that year it won it it win it it win <laughs> it would it would win it every time like just literally the number of menus that just you have the just, depth of yeah. them the complexity of them their style being insane and you have the feeling that Tets uh, that Numero like thinks the the original director of Final Fantasy 15 that like similar to the number of pockets and belts you can <laughs> fit on a human body like. The uh, that he thinks that the more menus, the better. That complexity is somehow a good thing, and it is. Well, and they're trapped by the need to make it long. Yeah, and I feel like Japan fell into that kind of hard because, like, that's actually speaking of Twilight Princess, like that's what Six, Deep Six is. Twilight Princess and Hurt Skyward Sword is like. At some point, I feel like nin- Nintendo and just Japan in general and Square started to feel like if it's not eighty hours long, the people will revolt. Especially if it's on mobile. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And that's what's great about uh Breath of the Wild, which we don't talk about enough. We frankly. should talk we about We should talk it more, more about it. Uh the great thing about Breath of the Wild is that like it's exactly as long as you want it to be. Exactly. And nine I recall being not absurdly long, but long in a way that was like you can chew on it for a while. Yeah, I don't remember how long it is either. I'm expecting it's forty hours. That's exactly where I think but it would be. Yeah, that seems like an appropriate length good game excellent i'm game. glad you're playing it yeah me too um so did you have anything else you liked this week i like this podcast thanks man i do too i'm uh, glad we do this i i am also very glad we do this and that's why we're throwing it out <laughs> uh so no. 
No, we're, we're going to come back. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, your shirt won't be a collector's item. <laughs> well, it will be because it'll be a first edition, but you know, you'll show it off to your friends and they'll be like, Oh, you were there from the start. And you'll be like, I was, uh, but we're going to make our grab for commercial relevance and world domination because we're going to change the format of the podcast. Oh, Matt's scared, but, uh, Am I not going to be on it anymore. That's right. I'm going to be working with a robot generated by the PlayStation 4. <laughs> um, so tune in on my PlayStation 4 stream if you can find that menu item. Uh, no, Matt and I, I think, have a... I don't know what the what the term would be for our relationship with the Marvel... Bemusement. Bemusement. Yeah. Uh, with the Marvel Extended Universe. Yeah. To say uh, the least. Yeah. We have seen some Marvel movies... I would say that I have seen not a majority, but a large minority. I have seen maybe four, uh, two of which were Iron Man movies <laughs> um, of the Marvel Universe movies. I think there's 22. There are all, 22. Or 23, including including the one that is currently in theaters. Endgame, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so I really want to understand them or at least feel like I can speak knowledgeably about this cultural zeitgeist that is the biggest money-making machine in the world. Yeah, it's similar to Game of Thrones, but with Game of Thrones, I think I un- I understand why people like it so there much. There are boobs. It, the Marvel movies don't have those. That's right. It's an it's a real problem. It's a sausage party. Um <laughs> I I get why people like like a <laughs> super heroic sausage party. <laughs> um, I don't have anything. To, I have nothing to add. Uh, I get why people like Game of Thrones. I get why they like feel the need to watch this last season, even when it lets everybody down, as it inevitably will. Oh, it is. Yeah, but the Marvel movies, as many of us as I've seen, I just like do not quite understand it and i want to understand it i really want to understand I, I it i love being part of a zeitgeist i love being part of a zeitgeist and i think superheroes are fun i love comic books when i was a kid perfect that's kind of like thinking superheroes are fun it's actually exactly the same <laughs> no it's it's thinking in the past that superheroes were okay fun. you're over it now yeah so what we're gonna do is we're gonna watch all 22 or 23 all 23 of the existent Marvel movies one per episode one per episode and we're going to talk about them and by the end of this we're going to know for sure whether or not we like or dislike the Marvel extended universe and we're going to do this chronologically correct we are going to do this starting with Iron Man all right because I already saw Thor Ragnarok and the longer I can go without having to watch that again the happier I'll be that's rough man I watched the first 20 minutes of it and thought I need to watch the other ones because I didn't take the prereqs for this class <laughs> um so i turned it off and uh yeah i i'm excited only because i genuinely want to understand and i want to feel like i'm coming from a place of understanding and knowledge rather than just a sort of outright dismissal and i'm curious because i'm tired of being curmudgeonly about this that's it and so this is our effort to become new tim rogers yes and open ourselves ourselves up, up and actually learn to love again are we going to watch the Edward Norton Hulk? Oh, isn't that one of them? I think it is. It is, but then they were they it's it's arguable. They recast it, but that that's like they recast uh Terrence Howard, right? Yeah, but like it's Terrence Howard didn't have his own movie. 
No. Did you ever hear the thing that Terrence Howard said about why he uses baby wipes as opposed to toilet paper? <laughs> I I did hear this. And how is this the only thing that we know about Terrence Howard? Uh, it's this is the most memorable thing that doesn't involve accusations of spousal abuse. Wait, what? Yeah, Terrence Howard might not be a very nice guy. That's not what I expect from a man who plays War Machine. Anyway. Don Cheadle, on the other hand, seems incredibly cool. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. He seems like the coolest dude. Like, he's oh. just like there ready I, to chill I love him happy dude. to hang out yeah get him a movie he's he's gonna have a movie right by the no he doesn't well no he's going to i don't know i i have to imagine because aren't there like well and so this is the sort of stuff we're going to learn listener because i think that there are like they're new entering Avengers. a new phase yeah, yeah i think that he would be like the iron man i think they might do an avengers west coast <laughs> which was an actual comic book, which is where they threw all the B-list Avengers. It was in Avengers West Coast. That's pretty cool. Because apparently the East Coast like needed A-list because that's like the prime area for Everybody wants attacks. to hit New York. Yeah, everyone I feel like that was, that was a relic of the time though, right? Because now Probably. California, Silicon Valley is where everybody would try to attack. Exactly. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to start with Iron Man. I hope this excites you. And I cannot wait to go on this journey with you. I invite you to watch along with us and we'll see you next time on the zero stars podcast. Extended universe edition. (laughs) 